This podcast is brought to you by JBL.com. Now, our friends at JBL understand the power of tuning in to the real you. From true wireless headphones to pulsing party boxes, you can dare to vibe your way with the wide and colorful range of JBL products. Catch your favorite podcasts like this one, Unfiltered, the JBL podcast, on the go. Play your music whenever, wherever, and live in the moment, your moment. Be unfiltered at JBL.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Unfiltered, the JBL podcast, an iHeartRadio production in partnership with JBL. I am your host, Betty Who. This is a very special episode because not only is it our season finale, if you can believe it, but right now I am live in the social studio at JBL Fest in Las Vegas. Vegas, baby. It's hot. We're sweaty. We're ready for Doja Cat. And most importantly, we are ready for Tiger Lily. Yes, that's right. This is our guest for today. I'm so excited that Tiger Lily is here to help me wrap up our first season of the podcast. If you have been sleeping on Tiger Lily, let me catch you up. She's a killer DJ and music producer and fellow Australian. When she's not making and mixing insane beats, you can find her doing her part as an animal rights activist or hosting her own podcast, Team Tiger Radio, where she collaborates and vibes with music's hottest DJs and producers in every episode. I cannot wait to talk about what she's listening to these days, her musical inspirations, and how she found her vibe and place in this crazy industry. So what do you say? Let's get right into it. Tiger Lily. Hello. I can't believe you're here with me now today. Neither. It's amazing. It's really nice because I was just saying before we started that I get really Australian when I'm with a fellow Australian. And when I'm talking to an American, I feel like I get really American. So I feel like if you've listened to any of the episodes before this episode, everyone's going to be like, this is a completely new host because now I'm 100% turned all the way up. I'm excited for your inner bogan to come out. Oh, I feel so alive already. Okay, so when did you get here? You got here from Sydney, right? You came yeah. in, okay. Came here a couple of days ago. Um, jet lag was pretty disgusting yesterday, but feeling really good today. I'm Holding glad we're down. doing the podcast today, yeah, not Vegas, yesterday. baby. <laughs> Is this your first time in Vegas? No, it can't be. Definitely not. Yeah, for a DJ, no I've way. I've been here many, many, many times. I believe Maybe you. one too many times. <laughs> <laughs> well, it will not be one too many this time. We were really going to make it happen. Yeah. Okay, so to start us off, I've got so many questions for you. Okay. But let's start with... This whole podcast is about being authentic, being confident, being yourself. Yeah. And from your fabulous outfit and pink hair and gorgeous energy, I can already tell that you are excellent at being yourself. But I want to know what kind of one of the biggest lessons you've learned through your career as a musician, but also, you know, how it feels to be a role model to other younger people. Did you make an active decision to step into the role and take that responsibility? What's that journey been like for you? So I think the biggest lesson that I have learned in my career is that the journey changes and your goals and um, I suppose your perspective on that journey changes throughout your career and that's really okay. Um, I suppose six years ago I was hustling so hard. I was like spending a lot of time over here and in Europe and away from my family and friends and was really unhappy and unfulfilled, although my career was like smashing it. Smashed, babe. Yeah. Yeah. Career was great, personal life, yeah. Not so good. And so <laughs> Don't I, they say that in Devil West Prada? They say if you just if your personal life is crumbling, like then you're ready for a promotion. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That's where I was. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm not happy it's with it. It's giving this. Andy Sachs. Okay, great. Yeah. I do not want to be doing this anymore. And so I made a couple of changes um with like my goals and what I wanted to do. And it was the best decision because like now physically and mentally, I'm so happy and I'm still achieving different career goals mm. while still having 
great relationships with my family and friends. And yeah, um, I think that was probably my biggest learning lesson, but something that was very difficult to listen to because we're told to just keep hustling and keep pushing. And in regards to like being a role model, being, you know, a woman and kind of stepping into that, I never really thought about it. I just always wanted to be a DJ and do music. And so I just kind of followed my heart, but it, it has kind of ended up that way, which is really nice. And in Australia, and I actually think probably here as well, we need more women in music, especially dance music, because it's, um, yeah, really crowded (laughs) by the lads. Um, So yeah, it's lovely to see more women joining in. And I'm hoping by, you know, continuing to show up that, you know, you can inspire other inspire. people to feel like they have a place at the table. Absolutely. That's yep. amazing. Yep. With your sort of priorities shifting, yep. like what were sort of the, the things that you really wanted to focus on and, and maybe step back from? Yeah. Um, the things I wanted to focus on was my physical and mental health mm. because I was pretty... Hanging on by a thread. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In many ways. Um, there, yeah. And like I wasn't allowing, giving myself space to show up for myself. So I wasn't, you know, feeling the best. I wasn't performing the best. I wasn't able to, you know, come and do a podcast and feel like I was being authentic and really present, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so it looked like saying no to a lot of things, no to a lot of tours, no to a lot of festivals. My agents over here and in Europe and in Asia thought I was mad. Yeah, I bet. But it felt terrifying but really good and looking back on it um yeah I'm so glad that I listened to I suppose what I really wanted even though you know part of me wanted to just keep pushing through and be a bad bitch and just make it happen and the other part of me knew that I wouldn't be able to keep going and that's okay and there's a time and a place for it too you know I, I definitely also really believe in that that thing you have to have a little bit of that I'll sleep when I'm dead. You know, yes. I'm going to work myself to the bone. Like, I think, I don't know. How, how old are you, may I ask? 30. Okay, 91, baby? 92. 92, baby. Damn. I'm a 91, baby. I love We're this for us. We're almost twinning on so many levels. I really love this for us. <laughs> I feel like at this part, like, in my life, I don't want to speak for you, my early 20s was about the, like, club, bus, another club, plane, no sleep. Bus, yes, exactly. So plane. I totally, I think that there is an amount of that that you have to have to get to where you want to be and you should follow it until, until. Yes, absolutely. You get to the point where you're like, all right, I, I think I did that. Yes. What in this day and age and in this part of your life is your favorite way to sort of take care of yourself and self-care? For me, I like bathtub is where I live. That's where I love to be. What's your vibe? What's your perfect night off? I have a dog. He's awesome. His name's Lenny. Lenny. Yeah. I'm already obsessed with Lenny. (laughs) And so I think like one of the best things for me to do is, you know, he needs two walks a day. He's a big energetic doggo. And just getting out in nature and being able to spend time with him and move my body as well Mm. is so important. Like switch your phone off, you know, just not even bring it. um, And just chill out. I think it's really important in like the day and age where we're constantly connected to our laptops and our phones and everything's buzzing and pinging the whole time. It's so nice to be able to switch off and spend, you know, quality time with him and be in nature. I think it's really healing. So for me, I do that, you know, twice a day at home. That's so nice. And, you know, when you're in places like this, you really miss that connection. A little overstimulated. Yeah. (laughs) If you will. It's a big difference. When you're, because I know sometimes I have a lot of friends who work in music and it's actually really hard to, um, love music after a certain point and and feel that connection do you still are you kind of like I do music full-time so then when you need a break you have to not listen to music 
Absolutely. Okay, because I like to. I'm I'm like music helps me wind down also. Oh, does it? No. Yeah, I'm, no full on. I'm all about the rain apps, nature apps, nice. or just silence. Love a white noise app too. But yeah, to be honest, when I'm on stage, I love music more than anything. And mm. I know it just gives me these feels of I can't even describe. Yeah. I'm definitely meant to be there and I love it so much. But in my personal life, I definitely think now that I spend so much time listening to music in the studio, creating sets, piecing things together. Like this morning, I just spent a couple of hours starting to piece together my set for tomorrow night. I'm not in my hotel room bopping to music because I've already listened to it so much. So I try and find a nice balance and, you know, don't pressure myself too much to be like, got to listen to it all the time. Well, when you do, when you are trying to get hype, do you have a song that's like, What's top of your list of like, I'm getting myself jacked up for something? Bit of Pitbull. Oh, <laughs> Brazil, Morocco, London, yep, two Ibiza. Absolutely. Heck Bit yeah. of Dua Lipa. Amazing. Sure Love that. Okay, amazing. Yep. So they're like my commercial top fun energy. party go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm obsessed with this. <laughs> Okay, so have you, have you seen that um, this trend on social that I, I actually really love that I've been seeing where someone will be like, I feel like I'm not making that m- enough money doing my art. And then it's a p- picture of themselves as a child. And it's like, we make money doing art, question mark. Have you yes, seen this? I love these throwback. It's There's really... quite a few trends like that where it's like, you know, talking about what they're doing today. And then it's like, oh, that girl or yeah. boy would be so proud of me. They're so it's wholesome. So, like, I have goosebumps yeah. just hearing it. Um, what would be your advice to your young self about kind of staying true to your vision it sounds like you've you've done so much growing and sort of adjusting to the lifestyle that your crazy dj lifestyle is like intense so yeah what would you talk to you know 15 year old you well when i was 15 i definitely wanted to be a dj i was at house parties and you know when you'd have like a dj at a house party and i'd always be there like annoying them asking questions being like can i have a go and they'd be like get away go away you're (laughs) so annoying so i actually went to university to do dentistry lol (laughs) (laughs) lol i know and then did that for a year and just realized that i actually hated science i'd never done science before why would i like science i was you know doing music and art for my whole of high school so I changed my degree and then started to pursue a career, not a career, a hobby in DJing, Amazing. I would like to say. So what I would say to my 15-year-old self was don't doubt yourself. Don't listen to Don't those. go to school for dentistry. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to those teachers. But I think it's it's so special that you at such a young age had that instinct and you, you know, did the work that you had to do and followed the path that you had to follow to allow yourself to then in the end be like, this is really where I want to be. Yeah. It's really exciting. Thanks. You've provided me with some nice insight there. Yeah. yeah I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm. That's what I'm here for, sister. <laughs> Okay, you're a huge animal rights activist. Yeah. Which we love. So you have your doggo, obviously. Yep, yep. How important is it to you uh, to have, shall I say, like a cause? So like my mom said to me when I was 21 and I was signing my record deal and she, like I signed my, this big, exciting major label record deal and basically the week after she was like, cool, so what's your thing? Yeah. What's your cause? What yeah. are you going to use? Like now that you have a platform, now that you have an opportunity, you have to use it for good instead of evil. Yeah. How did you actively be like, I have to do something, you know, to heal the world? Was Did it just happen organically? Like, tell me about this part of your life. It definitely happened organically. And I didn't really realize how important it was until I found it and then realized that, you know, you do have to have a passion for something other than yourself. Yeah. And like... <laughs> Apparently it's not cute to be selfish. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) So when I was like three or four, I remember so clearly this one Christmas Eve, we were sitting down for Christmas dinner and I don't know why, but there was like some aversion. I didn't want to eat the meat. 
And my mm. parents were like, you've got to eat your dinner. It's Christmas. And I was like, mm-mm. So I just like pretended to eat it and then like spat it on the floor. Oh, whoa, drama. And I got in <laughs> so much trouble. And I remember mum, I was like, I just want to be a vegetarian because being a vegan wasn't a thing back sure. then. And she was like, when you're older and you want to cook for yourself, you can do that. And I was like, fair call. You have three kids. Yeah. You also work. She's like, literally make a meal for yourself then, babe. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been living on cereal. <laughs> I actually kind of came back around to it and I thought, you know what? I'm going to maybe try and cut out all this stuff from my diet. And then I realized that I wanted to do that such a long time ago. And then as soon as I made some changes personally in my life, I felt a massive shift physically, mm. energetically, and then started to think, there's got to be more to this. Like, what what is this? Yeah. And then I started to look into the animal rights perspective and what actually happens. And I was horrified, obviously, because we're so sheltered. Like you ask the average person how many animals do you think are killed a year, they'd be like, oh, I don't know, a million? No, it's seven billion. Yeah. Like it's insane. Well, in the environmental aspect of it alone, you know, one of the biggest contributors to greenhouse yeah. gas in on the planet is yeah. methane from cow factory farming. So Totally. And everywhere I looked, there was like no negative I was like, you're saving animals, you're saving people, you're saving yes, the environment, totally you're saving understand. your body. I was like, this is amazing. And so then I started speaking out about it and it was met with some resistance on my DJ Tiger Lily kind mm, of page. You know, people are pretty, especially Australians, they don't like to be told what to do or what to think. You know, it can be something for you that you want to speak about because it's changed your life and not everybody has to get on board. Totally. And so I realized I needed to create a safe space for myself where people who wanted to listen could listen. Um, And so I created like another account on Instagram. It's called Our Soul Purpose. And talk lots about it there. That's your vegan. That's your vegan profile. Yeah, absolutely. And I do some really cool collabs with like vegan and sustainable brands and we donate all the money to animal sanctuaries and things like that in Australia. So changing the world, babe. A little step at a time. That's amazing. Yeah. More on Unfiltered, the JBL podcast, after a quick break. What's up, you guys? It's your girl, Betty Who here. And you know this about me. It has always been very important to me to stand out and be authentically me, not only with my music, but my style and my vibe. And JBL really gets that. They know your headphones and speakers should look as original as the music you're listening to, or in my case, making. That's why I'm obsessed with my JBL headphones and speakers that help me reflect who I really am. From true wireless headphones to pulsing party boxes. Oh yeah, party boxes, guys. JBL has a wide and colorful range of products that help me feel myself when I want to vibe my way. I literally record this entire podcast on my favorite JBL headphones. They are absolutely incredible. So JBL wants us all to listen on our terms. Living in the moment. Our moment unfiltered the jbl podcast at jbl.com and now back to the show okay i want to talk more about your music yeah because that's what we're here for yeah you got into music young you were 15 younger way younger oh my gosh how old were you four Four years old is when yeah. you started being yeah. like, music is my thing. Yeah. Did they make you play an instrument? They put me into piano school, but it was music school. So it was like percussion, singing, oh. composition, writing, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I loved it and just did it. And then in high school, I picked up guitar and trombone. Oh my God. You're a boner? <laughs> 
I love myself a boner. <laughs> I can't even tell you. I love my uh, the trombone section. I went to all performing arts high school and always all the boys in the trombone section. I was like, these are my dudes. Yeah. Honestly, when I first went to like the first day of my like school opening, the band played Lass's trombone, mm. which is, you know, where the trombones are featured. And I go to mom, I'm playing that instrument. They were the that star of the cool. show today. That's going to be me. That's me. <laughs> I love this for you. You didn't play that song again. No, I bet. <laughs> then you're just in the back the rest of the yeah. time. You're like, I've made a wrong playing decision. Playing the bass line. Um, but I loved it and I did like extension music for my HSC, which for everyone listening is like the most music you can do um, possible in Australia and always wanted to pursue a career in music. But once again, was told that I should probably go into something. So what are you really going to do? Well, yeah. What's your real job going to be? What was the moment for you then? Like, obviously music has been this huge through line through your entire life. Yeah. Do you remember a moment where you were like, holy shit, I'm really doing it? Yeah. What's your moment? So there was this club that I used to go to called Soho and it was in King's Cross in Sydney and I used to party there a lot and loved it. And then maybe three months later, I did this DJ competition called Your Shot, which in Australia like teaches young kids how to play. You've got like a six-week intensive training program and then you kind of have a DJ off, like perform against one another. And I came second in that and – my prize for that was a residency at Soho. So like- How full circle. I know. So like I have this memory of this wow moment playing my first set at Soho. Shitting bricks, by the way. Of I course, was I so nervous. And thinking just months ago, weeks ago even, I was in the crowd and now I'm up here. And just having this moment of, I used to look up and think that's all I want to do. And, and now you're doing it. I was doing it. Wow. Probably pretty fun. terribly, but I was doing it. Yeah. And it's amazing. And I like give thanks to my younger self a lot for having the confidence to go out there and get that. Because maybe now I'm, I don't know, don't know if I would be so... Isn't that so determined? Funny? When I was when I was a young person, I remember having so much unearned confidence. Yeah, and I've had actually like a, a retroactive. Yes, realizing what insecurity feels like, being yeah. like, is this the thing I haven't been feeling I my feel entire? Like I've had zero shame in my entire life. <laughs> just like no thoughts, just vibing my way through my twenties, and now I hit thirty, and I'm like, wait, she was really bold. I love that for her. I used to walk into clubs. <laughs> this is pre being able to mix and would say, hi, I'm a DJ. Can I play here? Can Fuck I speak yes. to the manager? Cool vibe. Would get business cards, would have all these emails. I'd email them being like, hi, can I play? And they're like, yeah, send me through a mixtape. And of course I didn't have a mixtape. I've never DJed in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just wanted to see if I could like get a gig and I obviously could. So yeah. like, wow, that's wow. ballsy. That's so amazing. You really did that. I'm <laughs> yeah. proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm proud of me too. Yes. <laughs> Something that I think about all the time is, is, I am putting this music out. I am showcasing this part of myself. I have to think about what I, how I'm expressing myself, what it says about me. What mm. do you, Tiger Lily, mm. want your music to express about you? What do you want people to feel when they experience it? I've always just wanted my music to be fun. Love that. And Capital enjoyable. F, fun. Yeah, totally. I feel like there's lots of amazing, you know, writers who write ballads about, you know, love and breakups and, you know, the world ending and things. And I've just always wanted my music to be fun because, you know, in the clubs, you know, that's what I'm there to do. I'm there to entertain people. I'm there to read the crowd. Um, And so I've always kind of wanted my music to be about that. So I feel like you're at this place in your life where you are like taking care of yourself more. This feels like you're in a really good place. What would you say to people who are sort of trying to find themselves, find their authentic path and expression? And it's a lot of trial and error. Like, what would you say to them? I think just really looking, like taking the time to be quiet and by yourself and looking inside and really thinking about the person who you are, but then also the person you want to be. So I think about 
the person that I may be having an interaction with and what type of experience you want to have from spending time with me. Mm. And I think that that's really important because if I want you to get the vibe that I'm kind and authentic and, you know, energetic, let's say, then if I'm thinking about that, then I'm really going to focus on being the best version of myself. Mm. So I think thinking about how you want other people to experience your energy is really important as well. Especially as an artist too. I feel like that's a huge part of what you do when you get on stage or, or, you know, you get in the booth in front of all of these people. You're like, okay, I I have to create the vibe. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're setting a tone. Yes. And not everybody can do that. Not everybody has that kind of control. Do you have this thing? I have a little bit of a thing where I am, especially I feel like as a woman, this is ingrained in us. Yes. I feel very like I'm going to do the nice thing and just say, because I want to make everybody feel comfortable and safe. That's like a huge part of, I think my brand (laughs) is to be like, you're safe with me. Everything's cool here. And I've started to now, again, 91, 92 babies. This is the point in my life where I'm like, ooh, would it be super sick if not everybody thought I was the nicest person 100% of the time? Maybe it's fine. Maybe it's okay for me to be like, I know that I know that I'm a nice person. Yeah. I know that I take care of my friends and that I'm generous and kind and funny and I know all of these things about myself. Mm. An eight-second interaction with a stranger at an inconvenient time Mm. doesn't have to be the thing that I like hang my hat on and live or die by. You're good. I still get pretty guilty about that. Like if I've done like a hundred photos with people and then like I'm running out and I really need to do a wee or something and someone's like, oh, can I have another photo? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I still am too. I feel you. I still, I still, I I try to say, you know, I'll always try to be nice to everybody, but I think it's. But I get what you mean. Yeah. You need to. There are, even in my personal life where I'm like, I'm trying to be efficient. I'm trying to save time. I'm a business person now. Like we're trying to build global empires, sister. Absolutely. And we're out here being like, I don't have time to waste. What star sign are you? I'm a Libra. What are you? I'm an Aries. Interesting. I'm air and we are fire. So we create, we create some heat together, sister. (laughs) I can't wait. Um, Yeah. I need to take a lesson from you by probably doing that a little bit more because I reckon I'm probably still, you know, a bit hung up on that. Yeah. And it's (laughs) It's a learning process. I understand. It's really hard, but I think I'm, there's something that's really cool. I think I value my toughness. Mm. I think especially for you, I can imagine being in this business that is so male dominated, that is so chauvinistic. Mm. And especially in Australia where I have experienced more sexism in Australia than I have in America. That's my personal, you know, experience. Yeah, definitely. I think it's cultural, you know, um, and I don't want to, you know, generalize, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think there, you have to be a little bit of a tough bitch, right? Mm. I'm sure that you've your skin is thicker than it was 10 years ago yes. and you've had to arrive at this place to be like, no, I'm, I've had to claw my way to yeah. where I am. Like yeah. I'm not giving this up for anything. Yes. I know who I am. Yeah. So it's funny that I value my toughness, but then also am like trying to be the sweet little flower that everybody can be, you know, it's like so nice. Yes. It's all about balance, <laughs> my Libra energy, but I think it's cool. I think it's good to like, to value that part of yourself and to be like, no, I'm a tough bitch. That's sick vibes. And this is what I want. And this is what I'm going to do. Cool vibe. Um, Speaking of that. Yes. The sort of patriarchy, if you will. Yes. I want to know, you know, we're keeping it light and fun and authentic. (laughs) Hashtag authentic. Hashtag JBL. (laughs) Hashtag light and fun. (laughs) Um, But I, I want to sort of gauge a little bit of your experience of I think with social media, musicians, actors, and other public figures, especially those who are women, are constantly given an opinion about the way we look, about the way that's a huge factor. I'm sure, especially also in nightlife that you've probably had to experience or deal with. Can you share about your experience that puts you in this like kind of spooky, like 
I must be a hot girl limelight. Like, I mean, yeah. you are a hot girl, if I may, if I may be so bold. Thank you. Smoke show, Tiger Lily, <laughs> hot girl sitting next to me. But, like, do you feel kind of pressure or sort of put in a box about it? Do you feel like it's something that people really remark on all the time? Like, does it make you annoyed? Are you like, yes, I'm hot, like, loving this for me? Where are you at? A bit of all, the, yeah. a bit of, all of that, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's definitely pressure to look good. Like, you look at all the female DJs in the world, and they are all smoke shows. They are all super hot. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not a coincidence. Yeah. Like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. So then I definitely think there's pressure to want to look good and feel good. But for me, I already have that pressure on myself and it's not physical, it's mental. Emotional, when I'm spiritual. fit and my skin's glowy and I've slept well and I'm eating good, that's when I feel the best. You're like, look at me go. Totally. That's my friend. Absolutely. Look at her. Absolutely. So I think for me, I don't mind as much because... I know with or without the expectation, I would do it anyway. That's a huge that's a huge part of it, maybe. Yeah. I think so. I think I am on the opposite spectrum where if nobody <laughs> was watching me, I probably wouldn't. I I'm so I'm such a personality queen. Do you know what I mean? And so it's been a long journey <laughs> to arrive at being like, oh, I, this it does make me feel better yes. when I take care of myself. Yeah. I love she loves to be in the gym and and feel like I'm I'm strong and I'm taking care of my body and putting yeah. that time and effort in. And so I think you arriving at a place where you're like, yes, people expect something from me, but I actually do this for me and not for everybody else yeah. is probably a huge factor of what makes it really healthy and really like useful to you. Which makes it easy. Yeah. yeah. I think one thing that does annoy me is that people always say, oh, you're so pretty or whatever. And then they say, oh, I saw you perform last night. You're such a great DJ. That was such a great set. Oh, how and much I'm do you like, love that? Oh, like, did you think that I've not had like a 12 year career and still going strong and, like, I'm not good? Yeah. Like, did you think I was bad? Yeah. Did you think I was just pressing <laughs> play on a pre-recorded set? I love like, when that people are shook. Me. I love when people are shook when <sighs> they're like, oh, my God, wait, you're actually really good. And I'm yeah. like, the surprise in your voice needs to go. And like, it's, like, such a backhanded compliment because you're actually saying genuinely <laughs> that I'm good. So I appreciate that. Yeah. But, like, the realisation the and the surprise is, like, the I implication is that they had, yes, yeah. that you, they had no idea that you could actually like turn it out. So that's really frustrating. But I think that that is not just a thing in the music industry. I reckon that's for women everywhere. Imagine like a super stunning surgeon walks in and she's like, let's go. Do, do, do. And the guys would be like, oh. Immediately makes a different judgment about her because she looks a certain she way. She looks a certain way. Yeah. And that's something that's always frustrated me. If you're confident and beautiful physically and, like, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to look a certain way because, you know, there are so many different elements of beauty. Yeah. People think that your diamond can't do something yeah. well. Well, and being beautiful is an energy, right? Like yeah. I really, I believe totally. that. I believe yeah, that's that what I was so trying to say. Much. Like I think that, <laughs> I think that, sure, of course, genetics are a blessing, of yeah. course, but like, I find that when I feel my most beautiful is when I'm shining from the inside. Yeah. And then people are like, you look pretty today. And yeah. I'm like, I had the same face when I was hungover and tired and jet lagged and yeah. didn't have a beautiful energy because I didn't yeah. feel like myself. Absolutely. So I, I think there is such a, a light from inside of us that you can project. And especially it's like, sounds like you've really tapped into. And that's the thing that people experience. They feel your energy when they're with you. Yes. How do you deal with like hashtag haters, hashtag trolls. I mean, it's like such a, does it really actually bother you? Or are you at a place where you're like, fuck the haters, I'm good. I like, yeah, I couldn't care less. Okay, that's awesome. But I've never I was been, hoping that was I've what you were I've never cared less. Oh, like, sick vibe. It's just like block, go away, cool. see you later. Block, you're out yeah. of here. I yeah. tend to laugh because I think it's, I think people <laughs> drag it. Like people saying mean things makes me laugh because I, I maybe I have enough self 
love yeah. to realize that it's it shouldn't get past like the outer armor. You yes. know, it's like we can all laugh about this together. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, you sound like you have a good, you're like, whatever, get out of here. My favorite thing on Instagram is when people I follow call out haters. Yes. And they don't hide their name. They don't hide anything. And they just ruthlessly going. Yeah. And I actually, I think, you know, like I would never do it because this is me being that nice girl yes, again. Yes, of course. Me too, me too. Mm, too scared <laughs> to do that. But like. That's me too. I'm like, I don't want to. these people. And so they should because these people have come at them publicly because Instagram is yeah. pretty public saying these awful things. And so that's my favorite thing to watch. Well, the tea on Instagram. Something that I love mm. that you do also um, is that you have made it a point, I feel like, to partner specifically with inclusive clothing brands, um, which as somebody who necessarily can't, you know, probably could fit into a, a lot of different clothing mm. to actively use your platform and voice to exclusively work with brands who want to create a safer space for women yeah. in fashion Feels and like not just women, like women and men and everyone. Like this outfit that I'm wearing at the moment, it's from Camilla, which is an Australian designer. Amazing. And she does stuff that's so inclusive and is always thinking outside the square. She does often cop a lot of hate that she's like not doing it well enough, but she's giving it a go. And I really appreciate that. And I think that that's really cool. Totally. I feel like so many things. First of all, I feel like we're best friends now. Same. We have that so was much so in common. Much fun. I'm obsessed with us. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for joining me here at JBL Fest. This is actually my first in-person interview for oh. this and the only one all season. So oh, that's really special exciting. treatment. Oh, I feel oh, special. Thank for us you. Australians. Thank yeah, you. of course. Thanks it's for being here. Amazing. Have loved chatting to you. All the questions have been amazing. Your energy's great. I appreciate it. And we're gonna party like it's 1999 tonight. Sounds great. Thank you so much again to Tiger Lily for joining me at JBL Fest. You are so talented and bring so much beautiful joy and energy and light to your fans and now also me and us here at JBL Fest. It is crazy to say it, but that is it for our first season. Thank you so much for joining me on this ride. I had the most fun, so I hope you did too. Don't forget to share your thoughts with me on social and leave a rating and review for the podcast wherever you're listening. You can always find me on Instagram and Twitter at Betty Who and on TikTok and YouTube at Betty Who Music. Unfiltered, the JBL podcast is produced by iHeartRadio in partnership with JBL. Our show is hosted by me, Betty Who. Our executive producer is Molly Sosha. Our EP of post-production is Matt Stillo. Our editor is Sierra Spreen. This episode was written and produced by Sierra Kaiser. Special thanks to our friends at JBL, Initiative, and Donna. 